0: all right wall fans that's right welcome to episode 35 of go tell to the wall podcast i am as always the one and only shauna work coming at you uh with episode 35 that's right episode 35 we i I guess you could call it a milestone We're, we're gonna pretend it's not a milestone uh because there's been more than 35 actual episodes and if you tuned in Uh, a couple weeks ago we missed we missed a week Uh, had some scheduling conflicts but if you tuned in halloween week or downloaded the podcast you know we did a little special edition halloween episode of go tell to the ball podcast so we're back with the good old uh, normal uh, normal i don't think anything about this podcast is normal uh, but the usual uh, uh format that we have for the podcast and i'm gonna warn everyone right now i warned everyone on the live feed already the beer I have this week is entirely too strong. It's in, it shouldn't even be a beer. It's a nine percent, nine percent alcohol content beer. Way too high alcohol content for me to be drinking for a podcast. But that's okay. We're gonna get through this. We're probably gonna go off the rails really soon, which is okay because I, as I've found from listeners, they tend to enjoy when we go off the rails. Which I don't know if that's a compliment or or I won't call it an insult, but a, a slight on me because. You need to you need to go off the rails and do terrible. That's what we're looking for, Sean. Anyway, let's get into episode thirty-five. That's right, episode thirty-five. Go tell to the wall podcast. I am your host, Sean O'Rourke, and of course, as always, social plugs. We got to do it. Social plugs. Uh, we do have the live feed going right now on uh, Facebook. You can always find the live feeds on Facebook, and if you're looking to get more info on the podcast on Facebook, that would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Additionally, you can find us on Twitter, and that would be at tell the wall pod or at magic Muppet. I say this every time, uh, almost every week. At Magic Muppet gets more action; it just does. When we when we build more on top of Twitter, uh, the, the at Tell the Wall Pod, then we'll probably u- utilize that a little more. But right now, it's really just conveying information <laughs> and all that good stuff. But follow it anyway, um, and of course follow Magic Muppet. Uh, and if if you're finding this in a weird place, you're just watching it on YouTube, uh, or you're you're just listening to it embedded somewhere, you can download this podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on really. Any of the major podcast sites, apps, all that good stuff. We are hosted on Podomatic. Uh, so shout out to Podomatic. They they have an excellent app. They have an excellent site. You can find all kinds of podcasts on there uh, as well. Or, or, of course, iTunes. Just search Go Tell Us The Wall. Google Play Music. Uh, search on there as well and you will pop up. And, of course, any like I said, any of those other Twitter or Twitter, any of those other podcasts, sites, apps, all that good stuff, you should find us on there. Not currently on SoundCloud. Working on that one Uh, they're a little more difficult when it comes to getting content up on soundcloud it's just it's just kind of the way it is it uh, yeah we're not going to get into that because i tried to throw some stuff up on soundcloud uh and it it was much more difficult than just than just parsing my my feed out to everywhere else is what which is what we usually do and that's why you find the the podcast popping up on like pod stitcher and all these other uh cool little apps and sites and that kind of stuff um additionally i have teased this a couple times but I'm promising all of you out there right now, within the next week, within the next seven days, we will finally launch SeanO'RourkeLive.com, which will absolutely be your central location for everything Go Tell It To The Wall, everything from the YouTube channel, everything that is that is becoming Go Tell It To The Baby, uh, and, and all of our different interstitials that are going within the YouTube channel, going to be central location for everything, uh, as well as if you're looking to book me personally for live events uh, now, if, if you're like a 17-year-old Listening in the Midwest and really listening anywhere, and you're trying to book me for like your seventeenth birthday. You probably can't afford it. Uh, but for those of you with with major live events, uh, you you can book on there, uh, and, and it's going to be central location for all of that great stuff. And of course, if you want to learn more about me personally, there will be some of that junk on there. Uh, but let's be honest, nobody wants to learn more about me personally. <laughs> My wife doesn't even really care to learn that much more about me personally. I'm just kidding; she likes to know everything about me. Um, so yeah, that's all the social plugs and shawnworklive.com. Coming soon, and we are... Working on the YouTube, uh, it, all the videos are up there, but we're getting more and more content that's going to actually be up there. So uh, for those of you that watch on the Facebook uh, or, or, you know, you're, you're part of the page, you're probably not going to actually watch these live feed videos on YouTube, but there will be additional content that go tell to the baby stuff that's going up there, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye out for that as well. Lots of ways to connect, lots and lots of ways to connect. Uh, in fact, one of my good friends uh, from college connected with me, uh, I think yesterday, sent a message to the page. Uh, So good news for those of you that know we drink a different beer every week Well, I drink a different beer and I post that beer so that anyone out there that wants to drink along with me can do so Uh, Well, my good friend from college actually works for a beer distribution company So he's going to send me some awesome craft beers and he happens to be on the east coast Which is awesome because you can get all kinds of west coast craft beers out here But a lot of times you can't find all these funky east coast, uh, you know lesser known craft beers and stuff so we're going to hopefully have some awesome beers uh coming up here on the show over the next few episodes as well so look forward to that um and one last thing on the opening and i want to just spend a moment on this uh we're recording this on thursday november 10th so uh, i'm sorry thursday november 9th friday november 10th is veterans day observed that means that's the day that people that get veterans day off are getting that day off work saturday is veterans day now we have literally run into some problems with the podcast and people thinking that the podcast and myself and anyone working on the podcast are unpatriotic. It has literally happened. I literally had a relative who was a veteran say, well, you don't care about me. Well, no. And, and for those of you that are new to the podcast, this is I'm, I'm referring to the racial injustice protests that were happening in the NFL. And I only bring this up because it's Veterans Day. Um, and I'm actually going to bring it up again later in the show, but we're not going to harp on it like we have been. We, I've said my piece on it. It's all it, it's all fine and done. Um, I mean, it's going to come up here and there. Of course, it always does, uh, but I just, the part that kills me is people thinking I'm unpatriotic, and we're going to talk a little bit about a man named Ben Scully, uh, who if you're from L.A. or you're a Dodgers fan or you're familiar with the Dodgers, you, you know all about him. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about him and how this has just been twisted, and so with Veterans Day being two days away, if you're just listening on this, the, the earliest you could listen to this is Friday, so it's honestly like the next day um, and I, I want to talk about how important veterans are to me and how important they really are to this entire country now I've mentioned plenty of times the racial injustice protest has nothing to do with the military nothing whatsoever to do with the military we are settled on that if you still think it does uh, then then that's really your problem to work out as far as I'm concerned because we have made it clear that it's not about the military or patriotism or anything else and so when veterans day comes around I think very clearly about those that have gone overseas and really not even just anywhere that have been in the military, have served in the military uh, to protect our country. I knew at a young age I was not cut out for the military. I knew some guy in, 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 uh, in uh, boot camp would have told me to drop and give him 25 push-ups and I'd have been like, I'm out, I'm out. It's, just, it's not for me. However, it is for many people. Uh, in fact, I have a cousin and a brother who both served proudly in the military Proudly in the military. In fact, my brother uh, was in the Marines, and then when 9/11 happened, he tried to go back into the Marines, and his his CO, that's commanding officer, said, uh, "Yeah, you have three kids; you don't need to go back into the military." So he went and joined the Army, <laughs> Army Reserves, and then got himself back overseas as well. Uh, and same thing with my cousin Brad, uh, who spent uh, a couple of tours overseas, um, and and. These are two, now, personally, to me, these are two people that, that really love their country. And it wasn't about necessarily a flag, but it was about their mentality and what they could do, you know. I knew I couldn't do it. They knew they could do it, you know. And that and all of us in this country and really around the world, depending or really whatever country you're in now, if you're in, like, North Korea, maybe you're not that grateful for the military, uh, you know. But in, in, in any free country, which fortunately, uh, until the Orange Menace nukes us all, uh, we're still a free country, uh, you need to be thankful. For the military and what they have done in fact there's a broadcaster here in los angeles he's a uh, sports broadcaster and he's been very vocal uh he's very progressive he's been very vocal about the fact that it is a racial injustice protest and every memorial day he puts out a a little meme uh, that says your day at the beach brought to you your day at the beach brought to you by their day at the beach referring to the the men who fought and died on d-day and I i say men it should be men and women but at that time i think it was only men fighting on the beaches uh, at Normandy for D-Day. And these are all things that we need to keep in mind. These are completely independent from people kneeling for, for social and racial injustice. You can make those separate things, as I do, as most big fans of the podcast do, they keep those as separate things. And they are. I have the utmost respect for the military in this country. There's very few things that I respect more than the military in this country and the sacrifices that have been made. And this is why I've said previously, that's actually why I stand for the anthem. I don't kneel now because that's just my choice. However, I completely support everyone that chooses to kneel. And I will post that hashtag, take a knee, and I will defend their right to kneel until the day I die. I will do that because it's their right. And it has nothing to do with the military. But on this Veterans Day, remember... Thank any of your friends or relatives who have fought for this country, who have served for this country, who have gone out of their way to make lives better for those around you, for you and those around you. Uh, so thank you to all the veterans out there. Thank you especially uh, to Brad Ulatowski and Michael O'Rourke, my my relatives, uh, but the, and there are many other friends that I have who, have who serve in the military and have served in the military. Uh, so thank you to all of you out there. And remember, it's not, a military protest (laughs) i'm just i'm gonna keep i feel i feel like that's gonna go on my headstone not a military protest oh god i hope it won't i hope it won't we'll probably be in a better place by then all right let's talk a little bit about the beer real quick before we get into some social i have so much social stuff this week it's just it's freaking out of hand Freaking out of hand. That's what happens when I miss a week of episodes uh, because we did the Halloween episode, but I I had content builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up constantly, and we just have a plethora of content this week. But before we get into that, let's talk about this week's beer. It is a very, very tasty beer from New Belgium, uh, New Belgium Brewing. I can never keep track because some are like Stone Brewery, blah, 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 Brewing Company, blah, 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 Brewing. So New Belgium is just New Belgium Brewing. It's a California beer. Uh, They make Fat Tire, which is kind of their more mainstream beer. The one we're drinking this week, though, happens to be the Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. For those of you watching on the live stream, you can see there's a little like skeleton ranger guy here. Uh, But the interesting thing about this Imperial IPA usually means that it's a little stronger than a normal IPA. And this one is definitely stronger. This is a 9% uh, Imperial IPA. We're going off the rails. I've already had one of these. We're having another one. Oh, man. No, it is really good, though. I joke around. But it is actually a very, very tasty beer. I just wouldn't recommend drinking, like, more than a couple of them, unless your tolerance is really, really high (laughs) when it comes to these, because, uh, jeez, 9%. 9% alcohol by volume. Uh, But very tasty. I recommend it. New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. I actually found this one at, like, Vons, too. I've, I Sometimes I have to go out of my way, and sometimes... And I think part of it is being in Southern California. <laughs> Bridget says I will be 18% drunk. I think that means I will be 18% drunk. We'll have to do the... Bridget, I think that'll be a new fun interstitial we'll do the math on the beers and then compare how quickly we go off the rails. Uh, for those of you that are new listeners... You know, if, if you're not, you know who Bridget is. Bridget is our, our, our on-air producer. Uh, she was roped into this job. She keeps me in line. Uh, she gives me the good feedback. She gives me the bad feedback, which sometimes it's needed, uh, but she definitely keeps us in line on the show, uh, and I think that's going to be a new thing is we'll figure out how, how long it takes Sean to get too, a little too buzzed so that the, the podcast goes off the rails. I mean, we're already close off the rails. We're like 13 minutes in here. I haven't even gotten to the social section. I'm just rambling. I'm talking to a wall. It happens but you all love it, right? You all love it. No, I'm just kidding. We're getting into some stuff now. All right, social, 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 social media, as you, as many would say. I got a bunch of stuff this week, and I've actually got funny stuff, which is awesome. I've got funny stuff this week, uh, so let's get into it. First one is a hashtag that has been catching fire on Twitter. It's actually been popping around for a little while now but I absolutely love it and this would be hashtag quit your job in five words Uh, so these are people that have actually quit their job it's also people that are just making stuff up uh, you know might be funny things to quit your job in five words in fact and we'll just give you the number one one that I'm seeing on this particular site I think it was the chive uh, and that would be so this is if you could quit your job in five words what would you say so imagine five words. You got to do it. Uh, and, and the best one on there is Nigerian prince sending me millions. That's five words. <laughs> and quit your job in five words. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping that guy didn't actually tag his, uh, his employer because he mo- might no longer have a job. Uh, but if you enjoy finding some, uh, e- some humor... In what other people are putting out there because that's really what half of social media should be. Uh, check that one out. Hashtag quit your job in five words. Do the hashtag search on the Twitter. Everybody's got the Twitter these days, and now you can do like 280 characters. I, don't, I didn't even have that in the social section because everyone's been talking about it for weeks. I still haven't used 280 characters. I thought about going on yesterday and just like literally typing 280 characters worth of jumble just to be able to do the 280. Yeah, I don't have anything important enough to say to go to 280 characters. And if you want entertainment, you can get it in five words. Quit your job in five words. Like, we don't need 280 characters. Five words, what is that, for 20 characters? Come on. I mean, maybe if they're big words, you can get a little higher than 20 characters. All right. This one's funny and sad at the same time. And some of you may have seen this already. This came out, uh, gosh, about a week ago or so. This is a legitimate... I guess you could say legitimate news story. So Google, we're all familiar with emojis. We're all familiar with emojis. They start out as little smiley faces. Then we started adding every symbol under the sun, and now there's emojis for everything, like from poop to to hot dogs to hamburgers. Cheeseburgers, actually. Well, there's been a bit of an uproar, uh, because if, if you're not that familiar with emojis, each different... Uh, like software or whatever uh, platform is going to have their own emojis. So Apple has their emojis, like Google, Android has their emojis. Uh, Microsoft has emojis. Other places have emojis. Facebook has their own emojis when you pull up the emoji thing. Uh, Well, there's a big backlash because if you look specifically at the Google cheeseburger emoji, people noticed that the cheeseburger has a bun, lettuce, tomato, some meat, and cheese. Well, the cheese on the Google cheeseburger emoji happens to be underneath the meat. Now, yes, this is weird. I could see how this is weird. What's hard for me to understand is how someone even noticed this because I never would have noticed this. I, personally, I never would have noticed it. Now, if you are if you have that kind of attention to detail, detail good on you. Do your thing. Uh, notice that the cheese should be in a different place. Whatever hilarious the fun the the sad thing here is that the ceo and i I kid you not i kid you not facebook i kid you not wall fans i kid you not youtube watchers the ceo of google came out and said he's making it his top priority top priority to fix the cheeseburger emoji on google i saw that and i got to thinking really dude you got nothing more important going on at Google than to fix this fix a stupid cheeseburger emoji. I mean that's a work order to your creative team. That's a work order to your creative team. Can you move the cheese on top of the the meat because everyone's freaking out that the cheese is under the meat which who cares? I don't care that the cheese is under the meat. personally. I don't care, but somebody noticed this, and the Google CEO has nothing better to do than to prioritize fixing the cheeseburger emoji that's right this is the world we live in right now wall fans where a little emoji about a piece of food is causing an uproar and making the CEO of one of the biggest companies in the world make that his top priority it's all emojis it's all emojis wall fans but I have some news for you because a lot of people came out and said why is the cheese underneath the meat no one puts the cheese underneath the meat you want a little mic drop wall fans. Next time you're in need of, you know, maybe a hangover cure, because that's usually when I go, is a hangover cure. Stop by a McDonald's. Check out their quarter pounder with cheese. Just do it for me. If you get that quarter pounder with cheese, you will notice it has cheese on it. Now, it has cheese on top of the meat. But it also has cheese underneath the meat on the bottom bun. So it's okay. It's okay, emoji users. Sometimes a burger has cheese underneath the meat. And I know that for a fact because when I go to McDonald's to cure my hangovers, I get myself a quarter pounder with cheese and it's got two slices of cheese on that bad boy and one piece of meat. Who cares? That's not really a mic drop moment. Who cares? Like uh, these are the things I find, and like common sense says, who cares? But apparently the CEO of Google really cares. He's got to keep those millennials happy, because God forbid you send a cheeseburger emoji to someone and they look at it and say, that's not a cheeseburger. That's a Royale with cheese. Everyone over the age of thirty just understood that reference. Everyone below it didn't. Because that movie, that movie was like groundbreaking at the time. Now it's like nothing. <laughs> now it's like, oh, that was vulgar in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, that was vulgar in the nineties. Now it's like, whoa, that's nothing. We can show that on network television. <laughs> Which I don't know if they can. <laughs> no, they can't. There's a lot of cursing in that. Samuel L. Jackson likes to he paints with the with the F bomb. All right. Another awesome piece of information from social media and this would be who i'm a big fan of and i'm noticing a good friend of mine laura garrett happens to be watching on the live feed and you will enjoy this one laura uh and that would be the great mark hoppus who is the bassist and lead singer for blink 182 uh he's actually the only now only original member of the three it's only a three three person band so he's the only original member he's very active on twitter and especially right now because Blink-182, uh, they're not on hiatus, but they're, they're not touring right now. They, they were touring for like two years. Those guys were like all over the freaking place, touring for like two years. And now I have a feeling he's sitting at home in Los Angeles. He's got nothing better to do, so he's tweeting all day. And he's one of the few people that I follow on Twitter that I don't know personally. Uh, really, I follow people that I get news from and then a couple of famous people that I like enjoy their little tweets and stuff. Uh, well, he actually tweeted a couple weeks ago uh, that, Taco Bell is better than Del Taco, but Del Taco has French fries. Now, I don't appreciate his, his the term he used, but he said it's a real Sophie's choice, you know. Well, what happened was, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this and this and this and this and this. And I think I even went on there and was like, dude, you're from San Diego. Why are you eating Taco Bell? And we'll talk about that a little bit. You know, maybe there's a... I mean, there's better Mexican f- I know this isn't San Diego. Uh, he's living in L.A. now. But there's plenty of good Mexican food that you don't need to go to Taco Bell. Don't go to Taco Bell. Del Taco. Well, maybe. Don't go to Taco Bell. Uh, but what happened was Taco Bell tweeted him back. They tweeted back at him because he, like, added, you know, at Taco Bell and included him in the tweet. And Taco Bell said, that might be changing soon. Just a response. Uh, and Mark Hoppus tweeted back, like, that would be a game changer. However, it is interesting to see that because Mark Hoppus is making a joke on Twitter, Taco Bell gets sight of it and then essentially teases that they're going to have French fries. So we could be seeing French fries popping up at Taco Bell very soon. Uh, you shouldn't eat Taco Bell anyway. I don't know any like I really I genuinely don't really know anyone that eats Taco Bell. It is uh, it is not good. It is not good. I think it was good like in the 80s when it was, you know, quality food and not dog food. Uh, but but avoid the Taco Bell. However, Mark Hoppus likes it, which I don't get. I don't understand why he loves Taco Bell. Uh, hello, Sombrero dude. We got there's Mexican food on par with Sombrero in Los Angeles. Uh, and if you don't know what Sombreros is, go listen to Josie off of uh, Dude Ranch. If you're ever in San Diego, North County, San Diego, uh, look up sombrero in carmel mountain ranch it should still be there it was there uh, last time it's still there last time i checked and i believe they got their platinum record back uh years ago it was stolen and they should have it they i believe they got it back a few years ago as you can go check out a cool little platinum album from uh from blink 22 their second studio album uh dude ranch so check that out all right a little more from social i told you we got so much social this week uh but this one i absolutely loved I absolutely loved this one. Uh, So, WALL fans, if you're you're not familiar with the guy, there's an actor named Terry Crews. Uh, And really, if if you watch any kind of television, you're familiar with him. Maybe you just don't know his name. Uh, He's the Old Spice guy, not that original Old Spice guy... uh, When they first started doing the weird ad campaigns, but he's the one that he's really ripped and uh, he's on a lot of the more recent Old Spice ads, not Von Miller, the football player with the glasses, but he's one of the other ones. Uh, He's also on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and he was the father on Everybody Hates Chris. He's been on a lot of stuff. He was in one of the Friday movies, I believe, as well. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Thank you. This is why Bridget is the freaking on-air producer. He was Hector Camacho in Idiocracy which in this day and age is extremely important to remember. He's Hector Camacho, President Camacho uh, on Idiocracy. If you haven't seen that movie, uh, I highly recommend it. Just prepare yourself because it might freak you out a little bit with the with the, uh, with the, the political climate that we live in here in the United States, uh, but I highly recommend that one. Yes, President Camacho as well. I'm remiss on missing that one. However, Terry Crews, he's an awesome actor. I I I don't think I've seen anything that I didn't like him in, um, and, and like I said, fantastic in idiocracy. uh. But he so he came up in the social media world recently, which and he always kind of is. He's I think he's pretty active, and I'm not getting into he there. Maybe we'll talk about that. Um, we talked a little bit about Harvey Weinstein and everything else, and he actually came forward, which was big of him. We'll get into that maybe on another episode. Uh, but the reason I'm bringing him up this week is there was a uh, uh there was a young lady who. Was trying to get a new debit card uh her name was daryl kennedy she's trying to get a new debit card through wells fargo um and i guess this is a thing uh i, I use a, a a credit union so I, I don't have all these like fancy little cards and stuff uh, but she's trying to order a new debit card through wells fargo and apparently you can put a custom picture on there so i guess if i had wells fargo i could put a photo of zophia on on my card which would be cool you know but what she did was she submitted a photo of Terry Crews, and it's actually a photo of him in Everybody Hates Chris. If you're familiar with Everybody Hates Chris, he's this—he's su- suit the dad in it, and he's like super cheap. He's like straight up that—that that like wash your Ziploc bags, dad. And Everybody Hates Chris, and he's making this just face, and it's just picture of him. And the reason she did it is she was like, I want to pull on my—if I pull on my debit card, I want to see like Terry Crews looking kind of mad. like he's not mad, but he's like, what you doing, you know, type look. Looking back at me on my debit and I was like, that is freaking brilliant. Well, then what happened was Wells Fargo went back to her and said, we need Terry Crews' permission to actually use this photo on your debit card. Here's the beauty of social media. Social media can be a terrible thing. It can be a terrible time suck. It, you can just go so far down that rabbit hole it's not even funny. However, it's amazing when it comes together and it works because what she did was she tweeted, and she tweeted at, at Terry Crews. And then I'm sure other people tweeted and retweeted and everything else and said, can you help? He straight up on Twitter said, I approve, signed Terry Cruz, and then tweeted a photo of himself, uh, a photo he had uh, of his wallet. And he actually, it's a picture of him holding open his wallet and in his wallet, he has, I kid you not, that exact photo in his wallet to discourage himself from spending money on dumb things. <laughs> like, I mean, brilliance brilliance i love when social media becomes a positive thing um and i don't mean to say it's not a not really a positive thing a lot uh but it's this is a, this is a time where we can see just greatness coming out of it entertainment young lady gets her debit card terry cruz gets some airtime, and we see continue to see how awesome he is. Uh, so good on you, Terry Cruz. Seriously, good on you and good on you Daryl Kennedy for, for reaching out and just taking a chance and now having an awesome photo on your debit card. I think Wells Fargo should make this a regular photo. We might post this one uh, on the Facebook page as well or maybe tweet it. I don't know. We'll do something. I get well have somebody do something with it. I uh, always say these things and then nothing happens. We'll get that one out there so you guys can actually see the photo because it's freaking hilarious. Uh, and I should and like I said, I think Wells Fargo should just add that to like their choices. <laughs> like and maybe even give him a little kickback, you know, like because I, I, I'm, I, they could be like, can we, we got to do this, and Terry Crews probably need, and they, will like I gotta, we got this the union minimum, right, five dollars, okay, and I could see him doing that, um, which is amazing because I love Terry Crews, I think he's great. Uh, President Camacho, uh, and, and he's fantastic on Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well. Uh, so check out, if, you, if you're not watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine and you enjoy funny sitcoms, you're missing out on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so check that one out as well. All right, I got two more for the social media section now that we have spent half the podcast on social media. Surprise, surprise. Might be that 9% beer. I'm getting close to 18% drunk, as Bridget was saying. Let me just drink some more of it too. That'll that'll surely help the situation here. Is if I drink more of it. Um, another awesome thing I found on Twitter, and this was ex- extra funny because they didn't announce this, and a, a random guy on Twitter just happened to notice this, uh, and had tweeted it out. But KFC, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, KFC, they have a Twitter account, as as all companies do. Uh, well, it turns out this guy, and I don't know how he figured it out, must have been just looking at KFC. Their Twitter account only follows 11 people. 11 people. Those 11 people, of those 11 people, five of them are the Spice Girls. We're all familiar with the Spice Girls. They were super popular in the 90s and kind of come back every year or so, and we all remember, oh, yeah, Spice Girls, and one of them was married to David Beckham. You know, follow five Spice Girls, and then six guys named Herb, 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 Think about that for a second, wall fans. Think about that for a second, Uh, Facebook live feed, and everyone else out there, wherever you're consuming this, the five Spice Girls and six guys named Herb. Eleven herbs and spices. When I saw this, this was one of the most fantastic things I've ever seen (laughs) This is brilliant viral marketing by KFC, and they didn't even announce it. Uh, in fact, I saw something like yesterday that the guy who did it um, actually, uh, they rewarded him with some kind of prize. It's probably like uh, like lifetime or a year's worth of uh, KFC. I don't know. They gave him something, but it was pretty awesome. Uh, and this is what this is when I start to really appreciate the social media world is when people get creative. I love these viral marketing things. We've talked about the stuff uh, pertaining to like the home assistants and and everything else. And this is these are all the ways to go. And especially when you can do it with some subtlety, like KFC. Uh, so thank you, KFC, for that brilliance. Um, and, and continue doing what you're doing. Because between KFC and Wendy's, you can pretty much just follow fast food uh, and, and have entertainment. I got a moth flying around the studio now uh, and have entertainment on Twitter just based on fast food. It's I'm pr- fairly confident in that. We've talked about Wendy's plenty of times on this podcast. All right, I got one more thing for social media, and I'll be honest. I just found this one today. Just found this one today. So I don't really know how I feel about it, but I want to put it out there. So, uh Facebook is is worldwide. Uh, but if if you're familiar with Facebook, you know that they have individual Facebooks for like either each country or continent. You know, you can kind of access certain things, but uh as far as so like our Russian uh listeners, they can't really access the Facebook page. Uh it's although, I mean, we've learned that there are ways for Russians to access social media in the United States. Not gonna get into that. Orange menace. Uh, not gonna get into it. However, so what's happened in Australia? Facebook Australia uh, launched a campaign, and it's just kicking off. So we know that like revenge photos and all this other stuff, like nude photos, these get leaked and people post them and everything else, uh, and of course they get posted on social platforms. So what Facebook in Australia has done, uh, and they're rolling it out now, uh, and it's a it's a it's a joint program with facebook but also uh the the australian government's office of the e-safety commissioner uh so they must similar to uh like the uh, the fcc or all the different organizations so they have something that's you know internet safety essentially and so what they're doing is to get ahead of and we'll just use revenge pics for now just for the sake of explanation uh so what they're you know people so let's say you dated someone and maybe you sent them an, a nude photo and then you broke up and then that photo ends up getting posted somewhere this, that's what they call these revenge photos so what they're doing in australia now is if this has happened to you let's say you sent your significant other a nude photo and then you broke up and you're a little worried that that photo could get posted here's where it gets funky what facebook in australia wants you to do is private message them your nude photo. Private message it to them. And then what they do is they pull the, like they're able to analyze that, and then they add that, not add the photo, but add something to the site where they're able to constantly search for all the photos that they're collecting into this database. And then as soon as that photo pops up on Facebook, it gets removed right away because it's recognizing that photo that was reported as this is a revenge photo, this is a nude photo of me or whatever else. Letting that sink in for a sec, because I see what you're—I do- see what they're doing, and I understand. There's a—you know—it's like get out ahead of it, get out ahead of it. However, Facebook in Australia is essentially uh, <laughs> is essentially building a database of nude photos, as Bridget is saying. Uh, pretty sure that's just some dude trolling for nudes, uh, which it could be, which it could be. But it, this is from USA Today, so I don't know. Maybe the Australian government. Uh, office of the e-safety commissioner uh, is 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 really some dude trolling for nudes um, so I don't know how I feel about this one wall fans but I want all of you to think about it because I see what they're trying to do and I appreciate that they're trying to get out ahead of this so that you're not like opening up Facebook and like oh there's a nude photo of me oh my gosh my mother just saw this which funny story this has happened to friends of mine uh, because as you know I'm a burner and at Burning Man there are many people that walk around with not a lot of clothing on or sometimes none uh, and sometimes you don't notice, you know, a dude walking by completely naked in the background of your photo. And sometimes those get posted on Facebook uh, as a good friend of mine will literally attest to you as his his aunt saw him in the, <laughs> the full nude. Oh, that's fun. Um, which I mean, if, if that's your thing, do it. But like I have no problem with nudity. I just I you know, I I don't think my aunts and uncles want to <laughs> like see me walking around completely naked. So, we'll see where this goes. I'm actually going to follow this story a little bit because I want to see where this goes. They're essentially building a database of, of nude photos. And, like, what if Facebook gets hacked? I mean, I watch, I, this could be because I watched too much Mr. Robot. What if Facebook gets hacked? I mean, th- then they're going everywhere. The photos are going everywhere. Ugh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I do think it's kind of funny. Uh, I don't think it is the best idea. I just, I don't. Um, all right, let's move on to some TV film books. That was a lot of social. That was a lot of social, but I think it had to be done. We're just a little behind on the social stories and everything else. And honestly, I have no music this week. No music. We almost always have music, and I don't have any music this week unless you count that Mark Hoppus stuff uh, from the social section as music. I, I'm not counting it. Um, all right, so let's move on to some TV film and books. All right, wall fans. Social media world. Stranger Things is out, it's on Netflix. And it's amazing because Netflix does this thing where, like Hulu used to do, they just put all the episodes on there. You can go binge watch it. Well, let me inform all of you of something. That's great if you're like 22 and all you do is go to your job and then come home and binge watch Netflix while you drink wine and eat popcorn all night. Some of us have children. Some of us have jobs. Some of us have responsibilities. Some of us don't have time to sit down and binge watch the entirety of Stranger Things 2. Do you know where I'm getting at here, Wall fans? Stop spoiling Stranger Things 2. Just stop. Stop. Stop spoiling it. Stop. The thing just came out. Just came out. Do you know how difficult it is? Bridget's on here. She's got two of them. You know how difficult it is to sit down and watch a TV show when you got kids at home? I got one. She's going to be turn one on Saturday. I got a one year old. I can't imagine I have two of them. I mean, and two of them been trying to watch TV. I mean, like, have some respect for those of us that don't have time to watch Stranger Things, binge watch it, and all that other stuff. I've watched none of it. I am looking forward to it. Uh, but stop spoiling it, everyone. Stop, 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 stop spoiling it. Stop spoiling it. When I'm scrolling through social media, as soon as I see Stranger Things, uh, uh, did you. Did you watch, Bridget binge-watched Stranger Things? No, I mean, if you have the time. Yeah, I just, I haven't had the time. That's, uh, And part of that for me, personally, is I'm, I have a one-year-old at home all day, uh, and then my wife gets home, and then I go into the studio for a couple hours, and then I go to bed. Like, <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, so, no, I'm sure plenty of people have watched Stranger Things, but please keep that in mind. Don't spoil it for those of us out there that haven't had time to watch it. It's probably going to be a little while before I actually get to Stranger Things. And trust me, it's high on my priority list because I'm really not into these, like, like spooky. Um, I don't watch, uh, oh, what is it, A uh, American Horror Story. Like, I don't like these creepy things, uh, but I love Stranger Things because of the 80s nostalgia. That's what gets me on um, Stranger Things. So stop spoiling it. Stop spoiling it, social media world. I'll get to it. We'll probably talk about it at some point. We'll figure out, Bridget, we'll get together and figure out what the limit what the the spoiler limit is on Stranger Things, and then we'll maybe we'll talk about it kind of after the the limitation. It we we have not hit the limitation. It just came out like a week and a half ago. Calm down, everyone. All right. Uh, so there's some Star Wars drama. Ooh, more Star Wars drama. Ooh, Disney getting a little too greedy there. Oh, ooh, I think they are. No, maybe not. Maybe, eh, maybe a little bit. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, so story came out a little while ago that Disney laid down some ridiculous rules uh, for all of the theaters that are going to be showing the new Star Wars movie, uh, The Last Jedi or whatever they're whatever they're calling that thing. I'm calling it the, the Porg Menace uh, because they're just being derivative of old films and they're being derivative of, of IP from old films that wasn't even popular, uh, i.e. Ewoks and Porgs. Uh, so the Porg Menace... <laughs> Actually, it can't be the Porg Menace. I, I got that from Phantom Menace, but we already have the Orange Menace. Uh, the, the, the Porg Incident... <laughs> the porg, incident. those are those. Can't even. Porg, 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 porg. Now we got porgs out. Porgs. No more porgs. Uh, anyway. So they've laid down a bunch of rules for these theaters. The, you know, theaters that are going to be showing the film, which I kind of get. Um, and it's like, it's craziness where it has to be shown on the biggest screen. I'm not even going to get into the details of that. I kind of get it to an extent, but it is Disney being a little bit big for their britches if you. uh, It's a porky. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Ten. It's a porgy. <laughs> I love it. We're calling a porgy is the new word uh, for porgs on Go Tell It's the Wall podcast. Porgy, porgy. Oh my gosh! I mean, we're gonna have too much fun with these porgs. Someone's gonna have to send me a stupid porg because I'm gonna send. In, I'm not spending money on a porg, but we gotta have one of these porg things in the in the studio here for a live feed. I'm not spending money. Oh, one of my Disney. Somebody still works. I got friends at Disney. Tell them to get me a discounted porg. Uh, anyway. So I get it with the theater stuff. They're being real strict, um, you know, and I get that because it is it is a huge film. Like I get it. Uh, they're they're probably being a little more strict than they really should have the right to, um, but I, I still get it. I get it. The interesting thing that has that has come up more recently, uh, over the past really the past week, is is what they've done as far as journalists. Uh, so Disney was having some problems with the Los Angeles Times. That would be the biggest newspaper here uh, in Los Angeles. I know newspapers, we're not gonna, I'm not going to get into the dying newspapers and transition to web. Just know it's the, You know, that would be the biggest newspaper here um, in Los Angeles. You know, it would be like the New York Times and the uh, Chicago Sun Times. You know, it, that would be the larger newspaper in the city. And they have basically banned anyone from uh, the L.A. Times from actually viewing uh, the, the film itself. From actually going to see advanced screenings of the film, and there's a whole bunch of reasoning behind it, but they're they're basically blackballing the LA Times because they don't want LA Times talking bad about the film. They're essentially trying to dictate what, um, oh my gosh, help me, what uh, what critics blanking on what I was going to say, Raiders critics uh, are actually able to 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 see and and to talk about. This is what they're doing, you know, and this is Disney, and they think they can do this. Well, this time, it has backfired a little. It has certainly backfired a little uh, because now most journalists, the majority of journalists in this country, are all boycotting uh, Star Wars Episode Ten. It's a Porgy. They're all boycotting It's a Porgy. Uh, and I will tell you right now, as a podcaster and a broadcaster uh, and someone with integrity uh, for journalism and for free media, uh, I will not be seeing this film in the theater either, Uh, Just in solidarity with the rest of the journalism world With the rest of the media world uh, Simply because Disney is getting too greedy And they're trying to dictate uh, Which, you know, if you maybe think about what Disney's doing right now I don't want to fully make this analogy But we got another person High in power in this country right now Who kind of likes to dictate what the media says about him And if the media doesn't say the right things about him He cuts him off Well, Bob and Disney, and Mickey, oh, you're sounding a little bit too much like the Orange Menace right now. And maybe if all your films weren't just derivative of the other films, uh, you wouldn't have to worry about bad, bad press and bad criticism. You know, maybe put out quality films. Hmm. Oh, it's a novel idea. It's a brilliant idea. Maybe not a bunch of, uh, you know, sequels for other movies that didn't do that well to begin with. Yeah, they they're doing a sequel for Romeo and Juliet. Oh you oh you don't know what Nomeo and Juliet is? Yeah, you probably shouldn't because it was a junk one off movie that Disney did a few years ago. And the only reason I know what it is is because I was working there at the time and I got the goddamn thing on Blu-ray in my collection right now. I, maybe I might maybe maybe I, no. I was gonna say I probably would have given it away. My wife probably made me made us keep that one. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Nomeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see what happens with this. Uh, I will be standing in solidarity with the rest of the free media, with the rest of the journalism world, and will not be uh, participating in seeing this movie. And you know what? Spoil the hell out of it. I don't care anymore. I'm. I'm. I, I'm. A, I was a big Star Wars fan as a kid, and I'm. I would still say I'm a Star Wars fan. Uh, but with 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 them basically just redoing uh, the the original Star Wars for that Episode Nine. I was like, okay, uh, thanks. I'm just watching the same movie that I watched as a kid, I, I guess. Uh, and then the porgs, I'm, I'm done. I like you can spoil it. I don't care. Spoil it for me. I will see it eventually. Um, I'm not seeing it in the theaters. And and continue. Go ahead with your spoilers on that one because it's a porgy. Star Wars. It's a porgy. I I, re- I gosh. There needs to be a spoof with the with the rolling credits, and it's just got a big porg. The porgy. I don't know. We'll see. All right, let's move along. Guess what we have this week? We got some style this week. Style. And you know what's awesome about style this week? Uh, is because we don't have style very much. I used to do it a lot, and then I kind of got, got rid of it because we, we unveiled the hashtag have passion, and it was like, you know what, wear whatever you want. Uh, but style, the style segment comes back at times when we have stuff like thong jeans. I know Bridget went out and bought her thong jeans. She just doesn't want to admit it. Uh, but she told me... Privately, no, I'm just kidding. Bridget did not get the thong jeans. I mean, maybe she did. I don't know. Chris, maybe I can see Chris wearing them. Uh, Chris is Bridget's husband. Uh, now I'm just see, we're off the rails, of messing around with Bridget. Uh, but the only time we bring back style is usually when it's something like ridiculous, like thong jeans, where like here's a here's a piece of string, wear this over your genitals. Like, oh, huh, okay. Uh, but this week we have some good stuff. I actually have some awesome stuff for style. Um, and the cool thing is because it's my podcast, I get to talk about the style stuff. That I think is cool. So many of you are probably not going to think it's cool, but guess what? I think it's cool. Uh, so the first one would be Vans. I'm a huge Vans fan. Huge, huge Vans fan. I've worn Vans like almost my entire life. Um, and and if if you if you ask my wife, I have a problem. If you open my closet, there are entirely too many pairs of Vans in there. And then if you open this closet, that's like for those of you watching on the live feed, uh, this is my studio closet right here. This isn't even my bedroom closet where I have my uh, my my Saint Augustine High School. Uh, sweatshirt hanging, which I will explain why that's hanging uh, shortly as well. Uh, yeah, there's actually a bunch of vans in here as well. Um, so I will, I admittedly have a problem, uh, but I love me some vans. I love me some vans. I got married in vans. I put all of my groomsmen uh, in vans for the ceremony as well. Bought them all vans because, you know, that's just, that's just how I roll. Uh, not because I like to spend a bunch of money on vans, but just because I wanted to have my entire grooms party uh, in vans. Cause that's just, that's just how I roll. Uh, well, Vans came out with a new uh, a new line. It's, I don't want to call it a f- completely new not new line. Uh, they actually have a line of shoes called MTE, which is uh, mount, it's mountain something edition, uh, and these are kind of all weather shoes that they do. So a lot of them are like high tops and stuff. I actually own a pair of uh, MTEs from a couple years ago, all waterproof high top, and they have like crazy grips. You can walk in the snow and all this other stuff. Uh, well, they actually just put out put out a new line of, uh, MTEs and they're called the ultra range. And I'll tell you, if you are a Vans fan, check these out. I actually really don't like wearing high tops. I, i, I love my low tops. I actually played high school basketball for the most until I started spraining my ankle every five minutes, uh, played high school basketball on low tops for a long time, uh, as well, just cause that's, I, I prefer low tops uh, but so most of these are high tops but they are awesome uh, especially if you're a snowboarder uh, or you're going out to like you know lakes around the forest or that kind of stuff uh, you know camping any kind of stuff like I use mine in re- like mine replace like traditional hiking boots that's what I use mine for um, and of course in the snow and the rain and everything else so check those out, especially if you're a Vans fan, but just in general, if you're looking for like a new pair of boots, sneakers, like more comfortable boots, that's what these would be because they're kind of like a cross between a sneaker and a boot. So check those out. Vans, Ultra Range, MTE, uh, they look even better than than my MTEs, which are like two years, two or three years old, I think is, is when I got them. Um, so they're just getting better and better and better. And on that same note uh, with Vans and really for the winter season, which I'm in Southern California. So a lot of this like doesn't like a lot of this stuff. It's like, I got my snowshoes that I wear once a year. No, I mean, I wear them in the rain and, and, uh, and, and other places as well. Uh, but Along that same line, Vans has done a collaboration with the great company North Face. North Face, you should all be familiar with it. They make fantastic all-weather and winter uh, coats and gear and equipment. I have, I have, uh, like, I've got plenty of stuff from, I don't want to say plenty. I I mean, I live in Southern California, so I don't have as much. I think if I lived in the Northeast or something, I'd probably have a lot more. Um, You know, i got, like, a raincoat and some gloves and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, I think my snowboard jacket might be, I don't know, I can't keep track of that stuff. Uh, But they've done a collaboration with vans uh and it's all co-branded stuff so if you go on again if you're interested in vans and i get to talk about this because it's my podcast and i like vans uh and i happen to really like north face uh they have some awesome jackets they have some awesome all-weather shoes so check that out as well and they're they're co-branded with north face so you're you're talking They this is all stuff that they've collaborated on so you're getting the high quality of vans as well as the high quality of north face which really if you want to debate vans with me that's fine you can't like I, i and I love Vans. Like, you can debate quality with me, uh, but I will say there's there's really no debating the high quality of North Face because it's fantastic. I mean, it's fantastic products. Like, North Face, Columbia, these are some of the few brands that you, like, if you get something, you know you're getting uh, a, a good product, it really. And this would be just two great products coming together. So check them out. Uh, I always recommend Vans to be, like. Wear some damn Vans. If you don't like Vans, that's fine. You know, wear what you like. Uh, but again, this is my podcast. I could talk about it. And what do you know? We got one more thing for style. And guess what it is? More shoes. More shoes. Uh, but this one actually could have gone in TV, film, and books. Uh, and the reason is some a, a new little announcement came out. I actually found this on GQ, which is funny. Uh, and that would be relating to back to the future the original back to the future movie uh now if, if you're not familiar with back to the future at all maybe you don't know uh but in back to the future 2 when they go into the future uh marty mcfly michael j fox he he gets these shoes from the future uh doc brown who's the other main character of, of the film of the trilogy uh gives him these these auto lacing shoes they were called the nike mags and they were branded nike even in the film Nike, years and years and years and years ago, kind of did some, and they did these special editions. Then, like, two... Actually, yeah, 2015. It would have been 2015, because it was right around uh, the actual, like, date of Back to the Future 2, which was October 15th, 2015. October something. It's October. Oh, I can't remember. I was working at Universal at the time, too. Um, so, anyway, they, they did these a couple years ago. A kind of overlooked aspect of the original film uh, was Doc Brown... Who is again the other main character? Christopher Lloyd is the actor's name uh, in the film. in In at the very beginning of the first film, he's wearing his big jumpsuit, but he's also wearing these these Nike Vandal's boots. Which these are also these are going to be similar to like the Nike Mags. They're high top and they're not really boots, but they're kind of booty. Um, and Nike announced that they're going to be releasing these Vandal's. They're going to be releasing the Vandals matching Doc Brown shoes from the original movie, um, and I saw a picture on GQ, and they're actually pretty awesome. Again, I'm not a huge high top fan, uh, but these are just uh, sometimes you just got to be like, all right, like I see, I see why those are dope. You know, <laughs> like uh, I, I could probably have me some, some, uh, some, some orangish brown uh, high top Nikes. I, I'm kind of, kind of down with that. We'll see. We'll see how much they come out at. Um, oh, actually, we've got it here ninety dollars, ninety dollars. That's actually not bad for a pair of Nikes. I mean, I've seen some five, six, seven hundred dollar Nikes. so uh, um thank you, Chris. Chris had the backs of the futures october twenty first two thousand and fifteen. Keep that in mind,, uh, which I think I we talked about that. Oh, I talked about it when the Cubs won the World Series because they, and I still say Back to the Future two correctly predicted the World Series uh, for the Cubs in 2016. Now, they predicted it as 2015. The kicker here is that movie was made in 1985. So they were off by a year with the year of when the Cubs won the World Series. But a little-known fact, well, little well-known if you're a baseball fan, uh, in 1994, Major League Baseball went on strike, and they didn't have a World Series champion that year. So, yes, the year was off by one year. However, the amount of World Series win- championship winning teams between when the movie came out and when the Cubs won the World Series exactly as they predicted in the movie. Exactly. Because, yes, it's a year later, but we didn't have a winner in 94. So '94's winner to 95. 95 to 96, blah, 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 blah. Now, I'm reaching wall fans, but I swear by it. I swear by it. I swear by it. And let's move along. You know what? Speaking of that, let's move along to a little bit of sports. A little bit of sports here. I got two really important things. And I'm probably going to talk about this first one quite a bit more. Uh, So the Houston Texans, NFL football team, Houston Texans, they have an owner named Bob McNair. Now, back in mid-October, they were having these owners meetings. And I think I mentioned on the podcast, they were talking about the racial injustice protests, the social injustice protests, the not military protests not flag protests, racial injustice protests. They were talking about them. Well, a quote came out a couple weeks after that from the owner of the Houston Texans, and that quote was, we can't let the inmates run the asylum. Referring to the players in the NFL. Can't let the inmates run the asylum. This came out uh, about a week and a half ago. Some players actually left the facility, and I'll tell you right now, if I was a Houston Texans player, I like money, and I understand they're doing what they do for money. I would have left that team, and I would not play for Mr. Bob McNair. I would not play for Mr. Bob McNair. Whether he meant that or not, that's what's in his head. That's what's in his head, and that's what he thinks, and that's what came out of his mouth. And I would never, ever, ever, ever play for Bob McNair. And I will never, ever, ever have any respect for the Houston Texans. In fact, we're just ranking up all of the the Texas football teams because Jerry Jones can go to hell. Can go to hell. I almost let an f bomb slip. Have you noticed, Bridget? No f bomb. There's no f bomb. We got like seven minutes left. <laughs> I almost feel like I should end with it. No, no, I'm not gonna do it. Uh, but we are. Uh, we're done. Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones. You have a domestic abuser in your backfield, and you're constantly fighting for that. Yet you're extremely upset that people are fighting for racial injustice. Like it blows my mind. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. Take your ass back to Oklahoma. Go live in a shack with your shotgun and all your money. Nobody wants you around. Nobody wants you around. Nobody does. And now Bob McNair with the Houston Texans, uh, you're a bigot. You're 100% a bigot and a racist. And you don't deserve to own an NFL football team. You don't. You don't. And I hope this really comes back to bite you even more than it already has. I really do. Uh, because I'd like to remind remind or and or inform all of you out there that the Los Angeles Clippers NBA basketball team had an owner named Donald Sterling a couple years ago. Some tapes came out about him saying racist things. The league pushed his ass out. He no longer owns the Clippers. Bob McNair, social justice is coming for you, especially when you sit there and you tell, you tell players they can't kneel in the name of racial injustice and you call them prisoners in an asylum. Prisoners. Whether that's what you meant or not, that's what was in your head, that's what came out of your mouth, and that's what's really, really going on in your subconscious. No excuse for that ever, ever. No excuse for that. Hope the Houston Texans lose every game the rest of the year, and they probably will because their star quarterback is hurt. And I'm not happy that their star quarterback is hurt because I don't think uh, it's his fault that his owner is is a, a bigoted, racist asshole. Um, but it just goes to show that that team ain't going nowhere. And on the note of old, rich, white, ignorant dudes, I've got a guy here. In Los Angeles, named Vince Scully. He's the voice of the Dodgers. My good friend Kevin is going to be upset about this one. Was voice of the Dodgers for many years. Actually retired at the end of uh, 2016. Chris, help me out on that one. That's a that's a Chris stat. Bridget won't know that one off top. Uh, 2016, I think. We 15 or 16. Uh, retired. He, you know, his voice, and he's fantastic guy. One of these fantastic human beings. Everyone loved him. You know, he's a. a really went like a 60-year career of of not ruffling any feathers or anything else. Well, he was at an event about a week ago. Uh, and, and, And here it is, again, an old, ignorant white man looking at this situation. And someone asked him, I don't even know if anyone asked him a question. And he talked about how he has the utmost appreciation for the military and for veterans in this country. The utmost appreciation and the utmost respect. And for that reason, he will no longer watch NFL football games. Well, Vin, maybe you're just losing your mind, but these don't go in conjunction with one another. Because I haven't seen anyone from the NFL protesting the military. I have yet to see anyone from the NFL protest the military. What are they protesting, wall fans? Racial injustice. Not the military. But that's the world we live in. And he was applauded at this event. Ignorant, bigoted, white, old men. The good thing is, they're going to die eventually. And hopefully many of us will still be around to build a much better country and a much better world. And a much more accepting country and a much more accepting world. Free of the orange menace. Free of bigoted old white dudes. And don't say that because only white dudes can be bigoted. We just happen to see them at the forefront right now. One of them happens to be the president of the United States of America. And an orange menace at the same time. Ha <laughs> ha We're running out of time. Do you realize? I got to know. I got so much tech here. We're running out of time. Always running out of time. Um, all right. I'm going to get into... We're going to save tech next week. Oh my gosh, I got something all over my notebook here. What the heck happened? Oh my gosh, my notebook's running out. Here's another notebook to get sent to the uh, Smithsonian. I was blanking on the name of the biggest museum in our country. Uh, thank you Chris. Vin Scully was was 2016. Couldn't remember if it was 15 or 16. Um, so anyway, we're going to save tech for next week. Because I got some good tech. Amazon's ridiculous. Let's not let strangers in our home. Uh, but I, I got some tech and I'm going to save that No, actually, you know, we're going to get into this. We're going to go a few minutes over because I want to talk about just a couple things. Amazon key, Amazon key. This is a new thing for those of you that aren't home. When Amazon comes to deliver your packages, you can actually have a camera installed in your home and a smart lock installed so that when your Amazon delivery person comes to deliver your beautiful Amazon package and you're not home, they can literally open your door and place the package inside let's see how long that one lasts Amazon uh because I ain't letting some strange dude into my house I'm just not doing it I don't care if there's a freaking camera or anything no random delivery guys um, and I see all of your Amazon delivery people you know the guys that that throw my fragile stuff just over the fence you know or maybe leave it on top of my pillar and then when I come walking out they say oh it's right there yeah those are the dudes I want walking through my house yeah totally Amazon come on Jeff Bezos Come on, dude. Come on. Do better. Do better. We ain't letting strangers in our houses. That one's going to fail real quick. Real quick that one's going to fail. Um, all right, and for, those, for all of you out there uh, with your little iPhones, especially if you're watching on the Facebook live feed, you know what's amazing? I posted the title for this video. Go tell it to the wall live feed amazingly i was able to type the letter i why is this funny because for many of you iphone users out there for the past week or two you have not been able to type the letter i oh yeah little bug little bug so while apple of course likes to throw all these crazy new features you can take an awesome new selfie like 1800 times of yourself uh but you ain't gonna be able to type the letter i not gonna be able to type letter i (laughs) uh now i joke I joke. They actually, this actually was a bug they had, and the letter I was putting out a weird, I, uh, probably an HTML symbol. I didn't even look that closely at it. In fact, I didn't even try on my iPad. Uh, I've, I've, I've just about stopped using my iPad uh, simply because, from from a creative standpoint, I'm, I'm using my Surface for all of my photography and video stuff, um, and. and Really, it was creative stuff I was using that for. And then I have my Android tablet where I have all my calendars and all my widgets and everything else. I I, I just about put my iPad. I did put it away. It's sitting in a drawer. It's turned off sitting in a drawer um, until I'm able to trade that bad boy in and get myself the new uh, Samsung Galaxy Tab 82 or whatever they're up to, the newest one that's out now. Uh, So I joke, but the fix did come out today, I believe. Uh, So if you're out there listening on the podcast, watching on the live feed... Uh, and you're still not able to type the letter i with your iphone Uh, check your software updates because there was a patch that was going out i believe today um one more thing i want to bring up in the tech world just real 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 quick uh and that would be ring and i bring this up because i've talked about ring on this on the podcast many times we have a ring doorbell at our house we have nest cams, but ring doorbell uh i I really like the ring doorbell and i've liked it ever since we got it um but they have run into some legal issues which will get resolved Uh, they actually were coming out with a with a full uh full house, do it yourself DIY security system that you could put in your house. Well, they've run into a bit of a lawsuit over that security system. uh, And basically they had purchased a company that had a bunch of technology, a bunch of software, a bunch of patents. And then they used those patents in their new uh, home security system well what happened was uh, a company that owned part of that old company is coming out and saying no we own this so they're just going back and forth uh, in in court right now it's going to get settled Uh, but if if you're out there looking for the the ring security system not the ring doorbell or the ring cameras i believe those are still out there Uh, but if you're looking for the ring security system they're not actually allowed to sell it right now again that's going to get resolved we're all good it'll get resolved No worries, no harm done, but just keep in mind if you're looking for it. And I bring that up because I've talked about Ring many, many times on the podcast uh, as well. All right, I'm going to save this one. There's a new law in Honolulu that we're going to talk about uh, most definitely on the next episode. Uh, But I do want to talk a little bit about something, and that is the reason. And actually, I'm going to save both of these things. For next episode as well, and we'll get rid of this one. Uh so I have this little St. Augustine High School hoodie, sweatshirt, and my I'm trying to hit my mic and also show the live feed people uh my, my STA on here. I hung that up for two reasons. We'll go with the lighthearted reason first. So last Friday, uh now I'm in St. Augustine High School in San Diego. Uh and for those of you that aren't familiar with private prep schools and stuff. You tend to have a little more pride in it like you do your colleges, you know, not to say that you can't have pride in like your public high school, but a lot of people look at me weird and they're like, really? You still kind of know what's going on? And it's like, yeah, well, I've got friends that coach there, you know, guys I graduated with that, that literally coach there and, um, and a lot of alumni that do events and all this other stuff. Well, last Friday they had in San Diego, what's called the Holy bowl. And this is just a name they gave to it. St. Augustine High School is a Catholic Augustinian high school. Uh, There's another high school down there called Cathedral High School. used to be called uh, University of San Diego High School, Uni. This also happens to be the high school that Luke Walton, the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, went to. Well, they had this Holy Bowl last Friday. This is when St. Augustine plays, St. Augustine or Saints, plays Cathedral, Uni. They're called Uni. They changed their frickin' name years ago because we used to have a little chant at Saints. Uh, And everyone would yell, one, two, three, Uh, Uni. They changed their name because of us. Anyway, they they make that joke. Holy Bowl, last Friday. Final score, St. Augustine, 45. Cathedral, six. (laughs) Sorry, Luke. I know you're a little busy with your Lakers and stuff. uh, But maybe next year. Maybe next year, Cathedral. Uh, now, on a serious note, I bring this up because this came out a couple weeks ago out of San Diego. Uh, I believe it was Fox News that picked it up out of San Diego. don't usually watch a lot of Fox News. Um, there was a parent at Cathedral High School that was busted. Oh, busted. Sleeping with st- underage student? No, no, no. No, no, no. Cheating on her husband with a teacher? No, 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 no. Cathedral Catholic High School... This parent from Cathedral Catholic High School uh, was arrested and charged with the sale and possession of illegal drugs and controlled substances. I'm not going to get in all the details. This mother from Cathedral Catholic High School decided that it would be entrepreneurial of her to sell marijuana and prescription drugs to the students of Cathedral Catholic High School in San Diego. I'm joking about this a little bit, but it's also very serious. Because this is an example of where even in a very somewhat wealthy, very affluent community, Cathedral High School, you have to have money to go there. It cost Now it costs $20,000 a year to go to St. Augustine High School. I'm assuming Cathedral is about the same because when I went to high school, it was like 5000 a year. And, and uni was the same. Not cheap. So even in a very affluent, somewhat wealthy area where Cathedral is and everyone going there and everything else, and you, you actually have to have a certain, you need to maintain a certain grade to even get, you have to be accepted to these private high schools. You know, you, you take a an entrance exam uh, and they look at your grades from freaking middle school. This 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 how is prep schools in San Diego. Um, now, of course, you can still get in. Luke Walton was an idiot. He got in because he could play ball. Still an idiot. Anyway, goes to show how this can still happen anywhere. So be aware of what your kids are doing um and, and be aware of what other parents are doing. Now don't get all involved in their lives, but be aware because this can happen anywhere. Can happen anywhere, anywhere. And I talk a little because of Cathedral Catholic High School. And uh, <laughs> talk about like another thing to make fun of them for. Which, and it's not a joke because Kit, like, the, the the giving of drugs, but it's just like, really, lady? Really? Like, this is what you're doing, huh? Okay. And she was totally busted by undercover cops. That's the amazing thing about it as well. Um, All right. We're over time here, which I knew we would be. I knew we'd be over the time. I just knew it was going to happen. Dude, too strong a beer this week. Uh, Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. It's good stuff, though. And as my shirt this week says, for those of you that are just listening on the podcast, we did go over time by about eight minutes. It's going to end up being ten minutes by the time I stop. Uh, But there are no mistakes. Just happy accidents. That's one problem with Facebook is they reverse everything because they like to mirror it, and that way they can kind of own everything. Uh, but we're going to continue doing the live feeds on Facebook simply because that's where the biggest fan base is, and uh, all the other interstitial stuff will go up on YouTube. Uh, again, no happy mistake, or no mistakes, just happy accidents. And this is a happy accident that we've got 10 minutes over. Uh, and I do need to give a big uh, shout-out to some people. I mean, Bridget and Chris. Uh, have really been helping me during shows and and between shows very much and have been very supportive. Um, And I know I gave them both thank yous for the anniversary show, but I need to give them uh, a big thank you tonight as well uh, because I don't want to get into it. There's been a rough go of it the past few weeks. Uh, we've had some scheduling conflicts, and just everything is just very much up in the air and crazy right now. Uh, and, and with their help, I'm, I've been able to to get into the studio tonight to, put up, to get a new episode going to do the live feeds. Uh, and, of course, with them feeding me all that information. Uh, and additionally, I'm not even going to throw out names on this one. But over the past couple weeks, I got a couple really, really... Big noteworthy endorsements, not something. Again, I'm not going to give out exact names, uh, but pretty big noteworthy endorsements uh, that have helped to keep me motivated, knowing that we are heading in the right direction uh, as well. So thank you to those of you, you know who you are because I know you listen. Uh, we just, I, I don't throw out your names because uh, I know your listeners, but uh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call you out on it necessarily, but just know that we're getting some some good endorsements and some good encouragement. Not only from like Chris and Bridget and my my wife, and from everyone else, number one wall fan Darshan. Number one wall fan Darshan slacking. She might be losing that status. If Kevin was, I mean, if Kevin was on tonight, Kevin might be overtaking as number one wall fan, but he's not on here either. But Darshan is slacking. Number one wall fan Darshan. You better be back soon. Uh, But again, thank you to all of you. I appreciate that you all listen. I appreciate you all sharing. Make sure you share, 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 share on social media, share all over the place. Tell your friends, tell your grandparents. Um, I was actually talking to my mother the other night uh, and she was like, oh, I was going to tell such and such about your podcast. And I was like, you know, it's like, and she's like, no, 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 I'm telling her. And I was like, okay, tell the right people because we don't, Orange Menace fans ain't going to, ain't going to love my podcast. Uh, but but share, tell your friends, all that good stuff. Uh, and, and check out the YouTube, check out the Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell us the wall. Check out Twitter at tell the wall pod at magic Muppet. And of course, I promised it. You can hold me to it. Bridget is going to hold me to it within the next week, the launch of Sean O'Rourke live.com. So keep an eye out for that as well. As always, wall fans, thank you for being here. This has been episode 35. Of Go Tell Us The Wall podcast, episode thirty-five, and we will be back next week with a live feed, barring any scheduling conflicts or blackouts or anything. Uh, with a new, with a live feed, new episode, episode thirty-six, uh, and of course, always contact us. You know, hit me up on the Facebook page, hit me up on the Twitter. We're working on getting these interstitials out, so hopefully, some of that stuff can come out over the next week or so as well. Uh, but that's gonna, that's gonna do it. That's episode thirty-five. That's it. That's it. We're done. We're done. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, 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 no. One more thing. One more thing. Always have passion, wall fans. Always have passion. And remember, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you meet, no matter why you do it, always use common sense.